0: Hello, how are you, and what is up? Welcome to the Brand Questions Podcast. My name is Patrick Cummings. Thanks so much for tuning in. Every week here on the show, I offer a brand or personal development question that I found to be both powerful and potent, plus some thoughts and coaching to help you start answering them for yourself and your projects. Why do we focus on questions? Because great questions build strong brands, like back squats build strong people at the end of the episode I'll let you know where you can find more of these questions. Let's get some coaching during a future episode. Speaking of, we have another coaching episode. I'm incredibly excited. This is our second one. I had the opportunity to jump on a call with a young man named Trevor who works with or works for works at a company called Hollow Health. They are a virtual uh, digital fitness company. As we do here on the show with these uh, strategy calls, these coaching calls, I send uh, my guest a list of questions, questions that we've uh, talked through here on the podcast already. I offer or I invite them to pick one. And Trevor picked the question Who do we want our customers to become? So without further ado, here is Trevor and I talking through this question with a goal of getting to a place where they can start to make decisions that line them up with their answer. I hope it's helpful. So as we do at the start of these uh, conversations and these episodes, uh, I've got a couple of rapid fire questions for you just to give me a little bit of context as to what you are working on uh, so that hopefully I can be kind of useful to you. So first question is, could you please describe uh, the project you are working on as if I were an eight-year-old?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to, Patrick. The project that HoloHealth is working on is the central theme is to help people clarify what it means to be truly healthy in every area of their life. So physically taking uh, control of their thoughts, their emotions, their relationships, their spiritual life, and to help them be healthy in every area of their life.
0: Second question is how long have you uh, been working on this project? And maybe sub question is, uh, are you working on it with a team? Is it just you? Give me kind of a, just a a basic landscape of like, who's actually, who's actually doing this?
1: Yeah, would be happy to. So the founder's name is Alex Cottingham, and he founded Health in 2018. He was driving on the way to a gym early one morning and started to think about how he was going to a gym to steward and help improve his physical health but that didn't really have anything other than maybe relational help to kind of offer at the gym. And then after the gym, he was going to go to the church he worked for to help improve his mental, emotional, spiritual health. And so he started to think about, you know, could there be a community or a place or an organization that looks to improve all areas of health? And so that led him to really kind of deep diving and taking a look at what culture says. and. Getting to this kind of main point, Patrick, of health is really misunderstood. And uh, Mm -hmm. what culture says to be healthy is is just not uh, true. It's not real. It says that if we have abs or weigh a certain amount or can, you know, bench or squat or do certain things physically, then we are healthy. But if we look at ourselves, we understand that we're more than just a body. We're also a mind and a soul. And so that led to the progression of the company and he started some kind of group uh, projects and uh, things on the front end. But at the start of 2022, this year, he and I started working together. We met, kind of started to align or just realized that we aligned on a lot of our thought process towards health and our mission to help people. And he brought me on because obviously you can go further faster with more hands uh, especially hands that are better at certain things than the other person is and so we we started working together at the start of this year Patrick and since then we have built what we call the holo athlete program which is um, something we started building at the end of April beginning of May once we started to kind of really refine what we wanted to do and we thought this is the best place to start and it is, A fitness program that includes daily workouts, daily mindset challenges, daily nutrition challenges, and optional digital Bible studies. And then to wrap it all together is a private Facebook community. So, again, that central idea of practically helping people understand what it means to truly be healthy and then equipping them with the tools necessary to to pursue that lifestyle, that journey, and, and kind of destination in the same.
0: Cool. And what is, uh, what is, you said, it's always nice when you bring people on who have specific skills or you alluded to that, what, what are you doing, uh, in the, in the project? Like, what are you focused on?
1: Yeah, that's a great question for myself in terms of, you know, kind of the business sense. I am more focused on marketing and social media at this time. And as well as, um, mm-hmm. programming for the workouts, that's something that falls into my scope. I enjoy kind of the more minimal equipment uh, crossfit high intensity style training and being I trained mostly out of my garage and so that falls into what we wanted to provide we don't want it to be this you know grand dose programming we want it to be something that's simple effective to help people physically get fit but more intentionally on the other areas of our health so uh, in a sense I'm, I'm more of the social and marketing um, manager mm-hmm. and Alex is more uh, growth, big picture and kind of financial back, um, back office type, you know, X's and O's in terms of responsibility.
0: And is this uh, primarily, uh, uh, it sounds like it's a virtual product, a virtual service, not a, not an in-person, like there's not a, uh, there's not a gym that you could go to, to take part in this, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. We, we thought about, um, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Alex had some in-person groups that were, he built an eight-week program that essentially clarifies all of these things. He he also, I, I did fail to mention, wrote a book called The Holo State, Seven Habits to a Truly Healthy Life. And so he kind of based that project, that eight-week project and program, off the book. So it helps mm-hmm. people kind of learn those habits and step into those habits. But this, we thought, how can we essentially build a community awareness of what we want to do and communicate and, and encourage people with, in the first place to go is is digital. Ideally, as the the project and the company and organization would scale over time, then we would have a physical location that we can do a lot of operations out of. Um, so, and he actually also works as a director of coach coaches and, and development at a gym nearby. So. Um, it'd be good for me to mention also that this is, this is our uh, side job and our our part-time kind of focus as well.
0: Got it. Good to know. Um, Last question is what, uh, if you had to pinpoint it, what would be the primary or the biggest or most present challenge that you feel like you guys are facing uh, in kind of in the current state of things?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question, Patrick. And and spending some time thinking about that question, it would probably be just that the the fitness or health and wellness market is just super saturated. Mm -hmm. There is, a lot of competition. And, and I did get a chance to, to listen to your uh, earlier episode about why people who choose something else are right. And I, I definitely have listened to that and like where your head's at, and, as well as different stuff that you've shared um, in different spaces. But mm-hmm. it's really not looking at it as a competitive standpoint, but understanding it takes time to clarify a message cons- and be consistent with your message to where people can really find it amidst a, I would say, one of the more saturated industries out there.
0: Cool. Okay. So um, as we do here, uh, I kind of sent you like a, which of these questions do you sort of want to unpack and talk about a little bit? And the one you, you chose was who do we want our customers to become? Uh, So I'm excited to get into you or into that question with you. First question uh, back to you though, is of the, of the choices that you could have seen, could have picked from What about this particular question kind of stood out to you, said, oh, it'd be interesting to to unpack that a little bit.
1: Yeah, we want to focus on the consumer or the customer, because for us, it's not about being the most established or famous or, or biggest company. For us, it's about really chain helping people realize that their health is more than physical so that it leads to a lifestyle of change and pursuing things that lead to abundance instead of it leads to wells feeling dry or people feeling overwhelmed and really just helping people. And so when I saw these questions, I mean, I'm a very operationally minded person. So the efficiency question uh, (laughs) definitely intrigued me. But for for the company's benefit, it, that question was a a no brainer. So we want to focus on, and that's our, our primary focus is just, how can we help people? And so that question was a, a no brainer.
0: Cool. Um, awesome. So I love this question, uh, because it really, it really forces us to, to get all the way up into the sky, right? Because we're not just talking about, uh, we're not just talking about the kind of the tangible and especially in the fitness and the, in the health space, it's really easy to, to focus on the tangible. The, I want that. I want people to, you know, whatever, lose 20 pounds. I want them to be able to do 10 pull-ups. I want them to um, feel more, even, even so much as like I want them to feel more comfortable in their body, et cetera. Like none of those are particularly wrong, but it's also really important for us to zoom all the way out and try to figure out, what is the ultimate or the or the macro change that we we hope that we can instigate, that we can hope that we can be a guide for our people as they go from this journey from where they are to where they want to go? And you know this because you work in it and you get it. And anybody, in, anybody who's worked in health and fitness understands this on a conceptual level, an intellectual level, but it's hard to sometimes bring back down uh, to our thinking and our decision making which is that nobody gets fit just to get fit. <laughs> nobody loses 20 pounds because somehow like that's the thing that solves all the problems. It's always mm-hmm. the, the health, the fitness, the weight loss, the strength, the whatever is always a bridge to some other goal, some other aspiration that they have. So I love this question because it forces us, if we're really honest with ourselves, to look beyond that, beyond the tangible, beyond the today, beyond the even this year right and say okay well let's pick our heads up and say where are we hoping to to guide our people towards um and I think one of the things that sticks out to me just in in just our brief chat so far is um obviously obviously this this idea of kind of like uh, uh a broad definition of health which I love but even more than that you've got this element of spirituality of of um of faith that is I'm going to say different because it's not a lot A lot of people are, as you guys know, not a lot of people are trying to, in the conversation of health, trying to find a home for that. Can you talk to me a little bit more about where that fits in, in terms of the importance and how you guys, I know you had mentioned like a daily, I think you said like a daily uh, uh, Bible passage or some version of that. So mm-hmm. can you just talk to me a little bit of how that plays into it just so, kind of, so I can have a little bit better context?
1: Yeah, would we'll be happy to. And... Uh, you know, we, Alex and I are, are believers, we're Christians, and we feel impressed that you cannot, our beliefs, we, we believe that you cannot truly be uh, experiencing abundance unless you're experiencing that life that Christ has to offer. And that's, you know, that's our perspective and that's what we have faith in. And so we chewed on for a long time. You know, I said, we started in January, we chewed on for a very long time. You know, is this a central part of our business? Yeah. You know, if you look at Chick-fil-A versus a McDonald's, both are extremely successful, right. In their own right, in terms of, you know, how you would define success in a very worldly sense. Yep. But one, one is a Christian facing company and McDonald's is not, and there's neither good nor bad. Obviously there's pros and cons of both situations, so we thought about it, and that's a central part of who we are. And we do believe that, um, no matter one's beliefs, recognizing that we are not just a body, but we're also we also have a mind, we also have a spirit. That's that's important because that's a that's a significant part of our health if we're honest with ourselves. Being connected to. Uh, your spirit being connected to a greater power, whether that is God or whether that is, you know, specifically what you may believe. And so we thought about how can, you know, we integrate this into a program, right, into a a virtual community. And you're right, it's a difference maker. If you look at any other form of programming, in a sense, or, you know, whether it's physical programming or kind of mental health performance, et cetera, it, it doesn't, encompass all of these different elements, specifically the spiritual side. And so that kind of led us to say, Hey, this is a, this is a differentiator for us. This is what would set us apart. Will it limit some people from being interested naturally, but so will, so would other offerings or specific decisions. And so it was something that led us to that decision. And, you know, we, one thing that I try to be cognizant of in in a social media marketing sense is not to communicate, if you, if you don't agree with what we believe, then we don't want you. Because mm-hmm. our goal is not just to only have, you know, Christians or believers in the program, but really to open up the doors for anybody so that they can experience, okay, I've only been taking care of my physical health for 10 years and I've been missing all these other parts. And even if Patrick, they just started to take care of their mental and emotional health or even the relational health, that's a win, right? Because it's, they're, they're taking steps in the right direction towards what we would define as a truly healthy lifestyle rather than one that is uh, focused on what culture kind of fronts towards us.
0: Um, of the Of the folks who are kind of in the program now, would any of them fall into that category that you just kind of laid out where it's not, you don't need all of these pieces in order to kind of belong here. In other words, if you were a non-believer or you were believe something else, do you have anybody in the community now that would fall under that or by virtue of it being relatively recent, relatively new, the people in there kind of fit into this, like into the package that we're, we're talking about, like they've got, kind of, they can check those boxes, even if, even if it's not because we're excluding other people, it's just like, that's who we've got here so far.
1: Right. It would definitely fall into the ladder to where everybody's, you know, more in the, the pitch of what we just talked about. However, I will say, you know, there's, uh, this is encouraging in a sense that there's totally different levels of, um, maturity in, in one's faith or even just physical health in, in all of those kind of different buckets of our health. And not everyone is engaging with every single offering of the community. And so I, there's a little bit of diversity, if, if you would say that there, but definitely more on the, um, I guess, uh, everyone in the same sense or, or kind of like-minded, if you will, to start out.
0: Talk to me. It's one of those kind of obvious questions, but I like obvious questions sometimes, which is talk to me a little bit about, about why you and Alex feel... That the answer to this question of health is one that includes not only the physical, not only the nutritional, but also the relational, also the, the the spiritual, also the mental. Like, why why does that matter? What is the argument that you guys want to make by by sort of saying like, no, it's all of these things. It's not yeah. one of them. It's not three of them. But it's all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, if we just take like an honest look in the mirror, Patrick, at ourselves or other people, like we we can really actually come to an understanding that we're more than a physical being in terms of, you know, I I can back squat 500 pounds, but if my marriage is broken, Mm -hmm. what is that worth? Right. So there's a relational aspect to that. Uh, For everyone, if they're honest with themselves, wants to be connected to a greater purpose. Right, they want to make a difference, whether that in a spiritual sense or in in like a, a work or, um, you know, just worldly sense. Is they they want to be connected to something bigger than themselves. If you look at what people choose to follow, what they choose to support, what they choose to get involved with or spend their time on, whether that I mean, we could you know talk about the CrossFit Games and the way that people get involved and support that. They want to be connected to something bigger, and the bigger includes understanding who you are internally, who, who your soul, what your soul is made of, the things that value you value as a soul, not just your body. And then the, the mindset, you know, it's increasingly evident in, especially since COVID, the way that mental health and emotional health has become so poignant in, in culture and society. And I, what we've realized is that as a culture, we're extremely, hurried we are extremely stressed we are extremely overwhelmed and when we understand that there is a better way to manage we call it managing the tension mm-hmm. if you imagine a three-legged stool patrick and each of those is your body mind soul if you put more attention to one you're gonna fall mm-hmm. right if you're only caring about the physical your body you're never gonna be able to sit right sit upright. And it's attention to manage because if it was a problem to solve there would be a direct solution and it's not you you work in the health and wellness space you, you you help build brands you you know that sometimes there's a direct problem that you help companies solve or in in terms of your health uh, y- you can solve right in terms of maybe losing weight but when it comes to stewarding all areas of your health we recognize that okay we've got this big kind of issues or problems or challenges people are facing. And so when what happens is companies or people create these these niche areas to help steward and improve those problems. That's not a bad thing, but what we see is is too much of leaning one way of the stool rather than practically helping people understand for them individually what does it look like to to manage the tension. So that's kind of I would I would almost say a really not a brief, but a synopsis of the holo state, the book that Alex wrote. And so kind of where we got to what we got today and trying to help people experience that health is freedom.
0: Hmm. Okay. You talk uh, a little bit more about the, uh, what you just said, their health is freedom. What does that, what does that mean?
1: So this is is a great um, tee up right here. Alex is in the process of finishing his second book. Mm -hmm. Here's where we believe help is freedom. When we experience unnecessary limitations in life, we are, are hindering our ability to do certain things. We're taking away freedom. When we remove unnecessary limitations, we then have freedom to be able to do different things. So unnecessary limitations are things like excess weight, uh, undue stress that could be, um, you know, your environment that you're you're placing yourself in. It could be the way that you manage your calendar, things that you are choosing to be a part of or a product of the environment that you are a part of. And Alex kind of, both of us came to this kind of realization that when you remove unnecessary limitations, you increase more freedom because you have more options and ability to choose and do things that you want to do, which Includes, which is kind of stepping into freedom. A silly example would be weight, because it you know it's most relatable for people. If I'm you know overweight or obese, and my family wants to go do you know a hike a five mile hike, that's a limitation. That's a limitation that I have put on myself. That the environment that I've been in has contributed to to me having. And that's something that I can choose to remove or choose to not remove. And either way, I'm experiencing either more freedom or less freedom to be able to make a decision on do I join my family or even can I join my family? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the the broad sense picture of, of health is freedom. And in that, obviously, there are limitations that each of us experience, you know, that aren't unnecessary, like we can't remove, such as we need. You know, seven to nine hours of sleep at night. We need to be able to, to fuel our body, and we have, you know, all of us have to work, right? We can't just go and do these things that, you know, would remove limitations without being able to steward our jobs or our families or kids, et cetera. So there's some unnecessary limitations. And then in the book, he clarifies that obviously there are limitations we, we have to, to play within.
0: So then, is it fair to, as we begin to think about this particular, this specific question about who we want our customers to become? It strikes me that the answer is somewhere in the last two minutes of, your, <laughs> of our conversation. Right? There's something in there. So, yeah. is it, one is that accurate? And two, uh, how would you start? How would you start to maybe bring an answer to that question? Given what you just said about health is freedom, given what you just said about managing the tension and all that. Mm-hmm. How do we? How do you? How do we start to articulate the answer to who we want uh, our customers to become as it relates to all that?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely in that last bit. It's definitely in helping people experience freedom through removing unnecessary limitations. And there's a lot of ways uh, we could go. You know, we're technically not a new company because he started it in 2018, but really since. Uh, I would say a revitalized company, a reenergized company for, for purpose and, and uh, drive of where we're headed. And so being early on in this process, Patrick kind of getting to that that point of the question is, how can we help our customers experience freedom, whether, you know they, they can articulate it or if there's a, you know, an assessment maybe, that they can take to kind of analyze progression over a period of time? How can they understand? How can they come to the realization? They all, they feel like they do have more freedom. You know, if it it could be as like, you know, kind of blanketed or bulleted as these are limitations. We want to start by removing these limitations, check 90 days and have you remove Mm some, where are we on a progression or scale? But it's really, you know, how can we help them experience and realize and understand we're removing limitations Mm -hmm. because the goal isn't to like, you know, the goal is to help people to where they feel like they can do this for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. If any, in my opinion, any health and wellness or fitness organization or company, depending on what you offer, the the general sense should be, can I empower this customer, this person to be able to do or feel or experience and, and live out this under what that is for themselves? Cause that that's, that is where the customer then becomes not self-sufficient, but understanding of the, the kind of capacity and knowledge we have to then be able to go do that for themselves, for their family and for their circle, which if you think about it in terms of a, a scalability, a word of mouth, a progression of a community, I mean, that's, that's how it would grow, right? Without, uh, without it being, I guess, kind of pushed
0: Yeah. No, what's interesting is what you're talking about is uh, the ultimate freedom is the ability to do it without you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: at the end of the day. Um, And so one of the things and it's almost cliche because I think you're right. I think I think you're right that it should be a goal of anybody in the health and fitness spaces to be able to say, I gave you everything you need and now you can go and do it. Um, I think that's almost cliche. I think a lot of people say that. I don't know that a lot of people actually, uh, build that into the structure and the DNA of what they're doing. So that, right. so one thing, so one thing to say is maybe that's a, uh, maybe there is something in there that builds in a limitation or a constraint on the brand side mm-hmm. to make sure that you're living up to that promise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And I don't know exactly what that would be. And maybe this is a, this is a bad example, but maybe it's, when you say yes to us, you say yes to 24 months. And after that, our job is to ensure that you leave the 24 months with the knowledge, the experience, the confidence, the et cetera, right? And it doesn't have to be that hard. It can be just, just that as a, as a simple example of what I mean by creating the limitations um, to ensure that you are in fact doing everything you can to, to make a promise yeah. And then keep that promise cuz ultimately that's what that's what building a brand is. It's we're going to make a promise and then we're going to do everything we can to keep that promise. And so I love this idea as the promises we want to help you um pursue freedom. And that's a very uh, vague term and I obviously you guys will have to define that a little bit better, but um but I think that that's an interesting at least start to answering this question. Um and actually maybe it's worth unpacking a little bit this concept of freedom mm-hmm. as it relates to what you and Alex with the with the what the brand and the business wants to accomplish what does freedom look like for your people like how do we start to put some definitions around that cuz freedom <laughs> freedom means lots of things to different people if if anything if, if the current times we're living in uh teaches us nothing it's it's a, everybody's definition of freedom is different and so as it relates to the people who are going to say yes to you that are in the kind of already involved what do you mean by freedom what do they mean by freedom if they were to 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 say i wasn't free before i started and i have freedom now What does that mean? What does that look like? I mean, you know, can you give me an example?
1: Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. And just listening and going through this conversation, a thought popped in my mind in terms of, you know, what tangibly results wise, what can we put, you know, kind of in front of a customer or consumer to help them understand what freedom may be. And I think it goes back to the seven habits of health that Alex wrote about. And the seven habits are sleep well, eat clean, move often, increase clarity decrease stress, um, cultivate community, and embrace purpose. So if you kind of put those seven healthy habits and put language around what it looks like to increase in your ability and kind of um, managing and feeling equipped, feeling better, feeling like you you are stronger in, in these habits and these skills, I feel like that will translate to freedom because as, as you know, if we are sleeping well and eating clean, obviously our bodies are going to be primed and fueled and equipped to be able to tackle life's demands and fit from a physical sense. And then obviously cognitively. And then if you think about the move often, you know, our bodies are designed to move. We are creatures that, that should be moving. We're obviously a sedentary culture, you know, it doesn't have to look the same for everybody, but there's, there's intention and purpose in the moving often. And then we get into kind of the more mentally emotional with the increased clarity, decreased stress, kind of the self-awareness of understanding emotions, understanding, you know, where in life uh, we have margin, where in life we're feeling overwhelmed, why that is, why did I respond in this way? And, you know, you can talk about the community, cultivating community, our Design God's design for us to live in community. If you think about our our like natural desire to have uh, relationships with people, whether that is obviously a romantic relationship, but then there's just friendships, and then the embracing purpose, kind of getting to that of you know connected to something bigger than ourselves. And so I say those seven habits because if we think about feeling or experiencing more freedom in all of the three buckets of body, mind, soul, right? All three or all seven, excuse me, of those habits, if if one increases their kind of aptitude or ability or strength in those seven habits, they would feel more freedom, right? They would feel like, oh, there's a removal of these limitations that Alex and Trevor talked about on the front end when I joined with the whole health team. So I feel like that kind of leads to You know, and we could put, you know, specific, tangible language around it, but would lead to a recognition of, okay, I do have more freedom and I have experienced that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, To, again, just kind of catch me up questions. These seven healthy habits, how do you, how do they show up in my, if I were to join, like how would I experience, how would I feel, how would I act upon each one of those habits?
1: Yes. So the initial holo project that I mentioned that Alex kind of programmed and ran that eight week was a deep dive into the seven habits. Mm -hmm. And then the holo athlete program uh, is not like a daily practice of doing all seven of these habits, but includes things each week that will kind of move the needle practically. In our lives towards these seven habits and just kind of being you know transparent, I feel like we could probably do a better job of incorporating, especially after us talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. How can we do a better job at incorporating these seven habits and communicating? The goal is for you to become, you know, so ingrained and kind of focused and, you know, um, equipped to live out these habits. One that you don't need us, but two is that you feel like you've got more freedom because, you're not limited in anything. You feel like you can manage the tension better. Does that does that make sense? Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, and then the second uh, is where, and I know you've alluded to it, right? You've alluded to it a little bit in the embrace purpose and build community. And I imagine even increase clarity. But where does the faith end up in those habits? Like how do you, how did they, or how does faith kind of, feed or color or contextualize each one of these habits or some of these habits, the appropriate ones, obviously.
1: Right. So it, it would be, it, I think it initially falls under embracing purpose, right? Mm-hmm. and That that would be one's greater purpose and understanding of of why they're here on earth or, or what they find the most joy and purpose and drive to, to be a part of and connected to. You can also go into, uh, you know a lot of what we could go into is from scripture from the bible in terms of like taking care of your physical health and how much value there is in doing that but even more so is being uh, connected to something and scripture talks about being connected to god and having spirit like managing your spiritual health you can also go into how scripture or any you know any religion whether it's christianity or not talks about the mind in the way that you control your thoughts, take captive your thoughts, or the way it talks about managing your emotions, whether it talks about anger, whether it's jealousy, bitterness, envy, uh, you know, etc. And then again, no matter the faith or religion, they talk about, you know, some keystone um, fruits, if you will, of a life that is pursuing these areas of health, right? Whether that's an increased desire to love, an increased desire or recognition of joy and peace amidst you know very busy or overwhelming culture. So it's very interwoven, and it can be articulated in a very specific way, uh, or in a very you know broad sense across all seven habits.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I think I think you just said this word, which is why it's in my head. There's something interesting about the word peace. Um, and it almost feels stronger than me, stronger to me than freedom. Um, partially because of what I was kind of joking about, or freedom is this word that we all use and mean different things, but peace is somehow, uh, not that. <laughs> um, but it, and, and on top of that, it might actually be a little bit closer to what you're really trying to help people get to, mm-hmm. right? Cause we've talked about the start of this, you know, there's lots of, there's so much noise out there and, the antidote to noise is peace. At least one way you can think about the antidote to noise is peace, right? The antidote to, to chaos is peace. And so one of the things that's that that to me might be really interesting, and you've kind of alluded to this a little bit, which is like there's this spectrum between, and whatever the right word is, between not free and free or between... Uh, 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 crazy and peaceful right we all can live like in each one of these habits and each one of these beliefs and each one of these practices we can kind of if guided we can kind of put ourselves on a spectrum for each one of these mm-hmm. as it relates to is this something that that causes me stress or is this something that i feel at peace with and you can sort of by again if you're guided through the right questions in the right order you can begin to understand where you are across these seven so that you can begin to understand where, like, what, what, what's the heavy anchor here? What's holding me back. And then you can start to put a plan in place to, to, to shore that up much like we do in the gym, right? If you're incredibly strong, but you can't climb up a flight of stairs. Like if we're actually aiming for health, we probably need to worry less about, the barbell and more about, you know, the, the concept to row or or some version of that. Right. 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 And so to me, there's something interesting in there again, as it relates to thinking about this question, who do we want our customers to become? And then taking as much ownership over that process over that journey as we can, right. As the brand to me, if the, if the answer is who do we want our customers to become is something around the, the, the um, something in the world of like, we want, our our members our customers our people to be at peace with themselves and their health so that they can live a fulfilled etc life right finish the sentence in a in a more articulate way than that okay so if that's some some version of that is kind of who we want our people to become then it's your job to, as a brand to ask what can we do to ensure as best we can that we are putting things in place that we are that we are moving people towards that with intention, with consistency and not just um, not just in lip service. And by, by which I mean, like I see a lot of, let's just use a gym for an example. I see a lot of gyms say uh, health is really important. Uh, you guys need, you need to eat better. And then, and fitness is important. And you got to think, you know, mindset matters. But then I actually get into the experience of that gym and it's 99.9% focused on fitness and 0.01% on the lip service that pay attention to what you eat and pay attention to the thoughts in your head. Right. Yeah. And so your, your challenge is to not be right. Cause what we talked about at the start of this is like, yes, fitness, the fitness market is very saturated. Right. And so your challenge is not to pay lip service to faith. It's not to pay lip service to the seven habits, but only, but only deliver on two of them, only deliver on three of them. If you're going to say, here are the seven habits that we believe is the path to peace and the path to freedom, I need to experience all seven of those equally throughout my experience inside of the brand. Otherwise, back to what I said, otherwise you've given me a promise but you haven't fulfilled that promise. Mm-hmm. If you say we're we're and you're, I don't think you're saying this yet, though. We I might argue that it, it should be said. If you say we're we are a however you want to call it, but we're a faith based organization, and then I get in there and you guys are kind of skirting around the conversation around fill in the blank Jesus, the Bible, whatever, right. because there might be somebody at some point who who believes something else but I was promised that this is actually part and parcel with what this brand is about. Then that's, it's not a huge promise broken, but if it's little things like that,
1: right. Then it becomes
0: the the aggregate is, Oh, this isn't what I thought it was Mm -hmm. versus this is more than I thought it was. And so once you've, once you can identify, this is where we want our people to get to, then it's up to you to say, where can we make decisions? Where can we make choices? That, that again, as best we can, not guaranteed, you're not going to do it with everybody, but as best we can, make sure that our people experience what we believe they need to experience so that they get to the place we want to get them. Mm-hmm. And then to get really honest with yourself about how could we do that better? What are we doing that isn't servicing that end goal? What are we doing because we're, we feel like we're supposed to do it? Or what are we what are we not doing because we're afraid that somebody might not like it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ultimately, the the who you want your people to become is the is a filter, a decisional filter through which everything kind of needs to run.
1: Right. No, that's spot on. And then,
0: and and then getting really creative about, well, how do we do this in within the constraints that we've set up for ourselves? Okay, well, we don't have a physical location, so we have to do this virtually. We have to do this digitally. We have to do this through X, Y, and Z tools, whatever that is. Okay, how do we do that as well as we can? What do we What are we not doing that maybe we can do? Because now we understand where we're trying to get our people towards, mm-hmm. right? So like this, this, this initial assessment idea, which I think could be something kind of fun and interesting. When somebody starts, they kind of plot themselves across a spectrum of these seven habits, right? And then, you know, you and Alex get the, you know, new member comes in, you and Alex get this kind of self-assessment, and that allows you to guide their experience. Okay, these folks, this, this person works out every day anyways. That's not going to be the issue for them. Their issue might be X, right, to your point of the 500-pound back squat, but shitty marriage, right? Like not now it doesn't mean you become marriage counselors, but it does mean that maybe you figure out how can we tailor our experience Mm -hmm. to the different, um, the different avatars who might come into this, the person who's physically healthy, but emotionally sick, the people who are emotionally healthy, but physically sick, right? Figure out what those two, three, five, maybe avatars might be, and then build versions of the program that align at least as best you can align with what they need to move themselves from where they are when they start to a place of peace and a a place of freedom.
1: No, I think that's super helpful, Patrick. And what you're saying is, I think, spot on. It's bringing a lot of clarity. um, So I appreciate it. And I think it comes down to what you're saying about promises is it's part of Brent, like Building a brand is building trust with Mm -hmm. your consumer. And if you don't deliver on the promise, small or big, you know, whatever it may be, you you lose trust. It doesn't mean necessarily you may lose a a customer, but a lot of times it will. And so it's not only just preaching the message, but it's also helping walk people through what does it look like practically to do that.
0: Yep. And it's hard because it's a lot easier – it's a lot easier to just like write fitness programming <laughs> and sending out the <laughs> recipe. And like, it's it's, so it's a lot of e- and and it's why the f- market is so saturated because it's not particularly difficult to get somebody to work out, to give them a workout, to like, not like we need more people doing it. Like I'm not knocking the, the value of it, but if you really want to do, if you really want to elevate yourself outside or above the market, then your job is to say, what are we going to do that nobody else is willing to do, or that th- that that nobody else wants to do.
1: Right. Yeah, you know, you're, you're you're spot on, right? And then I mean, if you just think about any company, if you take the easy way, you, you probably won't ever get to the place of like how you would define success. Yep. Whereas at Holo Health, for us, success would be like. People experiencing the peace, right? And being able to equip people to not only experience the peace, but then like, oh, I feel like I can do this for myself. And I want to, I want other people to experience this and sure I can help them, but whole hell can help them more. And so obviously it means, you know, working harder to figure out what that looks like and being at a very early stage, I guess you could call it in the business. It just, it takes time and patience and,
0: and it's going to take time it's gonna take patience. and more than anything, it's gonna take you guys doing things that might not work and that don't work mm-hmm. and you not giving up along the way to figuring out what will work because the the truth of the matter is it will take you three, four, five iterations before you figure out what this could look like, <laughs> right? And so you're gonna to have to try things that you hope work. Sure. You hope it works the first time, but you have to recognize you have to be okay with, you have to embrace the fact that each one of those iterations is going to get you closer to the actual answer. But you will only find the answer by going through two, three, four, five times that might, that isn't perfect. Each one, you'll learn a little bit more. Each one, you'll get a little bit more refined. You'll be a little bit closer but it's okay and it's expected and it's it's likely that you won't know exactly what it's going to look like in the first two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine months, whatever it is. Right. So it's a long process, just like health. Mm-hmm. Building a brand is not something that you get to do once and then you're done with it and you get to go like enjoy the rest. No, it's like it's today, mm-hmm. tomorrow, the next day, and two years from now as well. And so as long as you guys stay patient And as long as you guys keep, again, there's lots of, there can be multiple North Stars. I love your, I love that you keep saying like defining success for yourself. That's an incredible North Star. This question, who do you want your customers to become? That's an incredible North Star. As long as you guys are really clear on, here are the two or three big things that we are aiming for. And our mission, our, uh, our consistency is going to be in pointing ourselves toward those goals, those North Stars, those targets. How we get there is going to be messy. (laughs) We're going to have some switchbacks and we're okay. As long as we keep our eye on the big thing, the one, two, three, four big things, Mm. as long as those don't change, as long as we don't get distracted from those things, we're okay to stumble on the way. Stumbling Mm. is to be expected, but as long as we don't stumble and either get so frustrated at the stumbles that we go to the easy thing. This is so let's just stick to programming. Let's let's not worry about the faith thing. Seven habits is too many habits. Let's go down to three. And suddenly – You guys are just talking about you know thrusters, pull ups, and eating vegetables. Again, nothing wrong with that, but that's not what you are today sitting here telling me that you are trying to build. Right. So don't. So when we get distracted, sometimes we just settle into the easy because we don't want to go through the process of okay, that wasn't perfect, and now let's kind of let's try again.
1: No, you're you're spot on. It's either you adapt and grow, or you dilute your message, and you totally change your entire purpose and intention in creating a brand. So I, I agree hundred percent.
0: Well, I wish you guys luck. Uh, I'm I'm super interested in hearing more. Um, so keep me posted because I, I think, I mean, I, I genuinely think like I, the, the differentiators that you guys have built in there, I think are enough to start with as long as, and I'll be totally honest, as long as you don't shy away from the differentiators, as long as you don't hide them in fear of, uh, one, one or two people might not like this and they're not going to respond to it because the flip of that is the people who are going to respond to it are going to respond to it hard. (laughs) They're going to respond to it heavy. Right. And so when they get in there, what you don't want is for it to be diluted because there may be someday down the road, some strangers who we haven't met yet coming in here who aren't as interested in these things. Right. Don't worry about them. Worry about the people who uh, are going to respond most strongly today to the ideas that you can put out. Because there's plenty of, there's plenty of people who will respond favorably to this idea of, of peace and freedom and faith and health for you guys to be fine. As long as you're clear. And as long as you, you make that felt not only in the out, the, the, the outward, messaging and marketing mm-hmm. but the product the experience the 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 business itself
1: that's awesome that's that's very good patrick
0: i hope you found that helpful I hope it gets you thinking. I hope you spend, if you haven't yet, a little bit of time this week answering the question at the heart of this conversation for yourself and your brand. After all, great questions are like barbells. They're only useful if we struggle against them. If you want to read more of these brand questions, you can do so at functionalbranding.com slash blog. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss new questions when they drop and importantly if you want to join me for a future episode of the show to get some coaching on how you might answer one of these questions for yourself head to functionalbranding.com podcast and fill out the form the form will take you 14 seconds i promise you links to both are in the show notes if you like this please consider leaving a rating and a review That will help new folks find the show and will also make me smile. My name is Patrick Cummings, and until we talk, again, please keep asking strong questions. Please keep building your brand muscle, and more than anything, please keep going.